From 90.7 WFAE, this is Newsworthy for Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm Eric Thiel. Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools Tuesday released a timeline for the first projects being built with money from last year's record $2.5 billion school bond package. By August of 2025, the district plans to complete renovations of Billingsville Elementary, Sedgefield Elementary, and Mary G. Davis and open them as Montessori magnet schools. Superintendent Crystal Hill told the board she and her staff have chosen LeChase, Jacobs, and Leeper, a trio of local and national firms, as program manager for the bond projects. During the bond campaign, the Black Political Caucus pushed CMS to make sure Black-owned businesses get a bigger share of the work. Lori Spratley of Leeper Construction, a Charlotte-based Black-owned company, told the board that's the plan. We've heard the community, and we're here to ensure that we continue to work strongly with the construction managers to increase that over-diversity participation. The companies chosen have worked with CMS for more than 25 years. The board will vote on approving the contract later this month. After years of complaining and outright defiance, could this be the year North Carolina's school districts get permission to start the school year earlier? The government relations director for Charlotte-Mecklenburg Schools told the school board last night he's optimistic. Andos Helms reports. Every year, CMS and many other districts ask state lawmakers to relax or abolish a 20-year-old law that forces them to wait until late August to open school. And every year they get nowhere, thwarted by the state Senate and the tourism industry's desire for a uniform vacation season. But the CMS liaison to the General Assembly, Charles Jeter, told the board that efforts to provide calendar flexibility got further through the process last year before ultimately being shot down. The former state legislator noted that this is an election year for legislators, which can mean... We tend to get more moderate legislation passed. And he said logic is on the side of flexibility. No one disputes the benefit to our students for them to be able to have the calendar change so they can take first semester exams prior to winter break. What Jeter pointedly did not mention was the fact that more than a dozen school boards have opted to just ignore the law and open earlier in August. Board member Thelma Byers-Bailey went there. How important do you think the school districts that have gone rogue and instituted it in violation of the state statute have been towards moving this issue along? Jeter ducked a direct answer. I'm excited to represent the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Board of Education. (laughs) (laughs) He told the board he'll keep pushing the CMS board's request for legal flexibility. Ann Doss-Helms, WFAE News. The United States Senate passed a foreign aid package Tuesday that includes military help for Ukraine. North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis was one of 22 Republicans who voted yes. During a press conference yesterday, Tillis said voting against the package could be catastrophic. We are the home of a global response force, the 82nd Airborne. If we get this wrong and we suddenly have to deploy a conflict, it's going to be thousands of people coming out of Camp Liberty, formerly Fort Bragg, that are going to that are going to be responsible for dealing with the potential mistakes made by politicians who aren't um, maybe they're not as dialed in as me. The bill faces an uncertain future in the House where Republican Speaker Mike Johnson has said he opposes it. Governor Roy Cooper said Siemens Energy will invest $150 million in North Carolina in part to expand its manufacturing operations and build electrical transformers in Charlotte. The company said the project will create up to 475 direct operating and 285 construction jobs in Charlotte. 
In addition, Siemens Raleigh facility will add an additional 84 jobs. This will be the first Siemens Energy Transformer production facility in the U.S. and will help address a national shortage of transformers. Today marks 24 years since a nine-year-old girl went missing from Cleveland County. Asia Degree's disappearance remains one of the biggest unsolved mysteries in the Charlotte region. Cleveland County Detective Tim Adams said investigators aren't giving up. So it's not a cold case and we're not going to let it go. This is something that we really feel like that can be solved and we're determined to solve it. Asia was last seen walking along Highway 18 near her home in Shelby in the early morning hours on Valentine's Day 2000. Police have received more than 700 tips, but despite finding some of her belongings, Asia was never located. Anyone with information is asked to call the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office at 704-484-2822. There's a $45,000 reward for information on the case. North Carolina lawmakers are considering restrictions on a new opioid drug sold in convenience stores. Tyaneptine is marketed as a dietary supplement under brand names like Zaza and Neptune's Fix. But it's also been referred to as gas station heroin because it's addictive and can cause deadly overdoses. A state house committee met to discuss the drug yesterday morning. Representative Wayne Sasser of Stanley County says he wants the opioid added to pending legislation to regulate hemp products and other new drugs. We outlaw and kratom in that bill, and the Senate could add this drug to that bill very easily. And uh, I, I don't think we need to, uh, to make it a controlled drug. We just need to outlaw it. Other states like Kentucky have already banned the drug from retail stores. North Carolina's legislature could take action when it returns to Raleigh in April. The Charlotte 49ers men's basketball team has named Aaron Fern as head coach, removing the interim tag from his title. Fern has been serving as interim head coach since June. The 49ers are 15-8 overall and 9-2 in their debut season in the American Athletic Conference. Amusement Park Carowinds said it will hire 2,500 seasonal employees for the upcoming season that starts March 9th. Carowinds is going to host a week-long hiring event from February 17th to the 24th. Some of the positions available include lifeguards, food and park service, and ride operations. For candidates 16 years or older, the hourly pay begins at $14. Qualifying is tonight for Sunday's Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin of Huntersville-based Joe Gibbs Racing won the Clash at the Coliseum exhibition race earlier this month in a newly redesigned Toyota. But he says that won't necessarily be a good guide for what happens when the regular season begins this weekend and beyond. We'll get an indication of kind of like drag at Daytona, right? We're going to get an indication of downforce when we get to the mile-and-a-half racetracks. But they spent a lot of time between Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota and 2311 developing, you know, this new XSC. And obviously it's one for one now, but I still think it's too early to really draw any conclusions to where it's going to be better. Qualifying begins at 8.15 p.m. The Daytona 500 is Sunday afternoon at 2.30. Domestic violence charges against Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges have been dropped. Court documents from Mecklenburg Superior Court show Bridges had his case dismissed for insufficient evidence. Prosecutors say the victim, Bridges' ex-girlfriend, initially told investigators another female at her home had caused damage to her windshield during a custody exchange in October, but told police a few days later that Bridges had broken her windshield. In preparation for trial, prosecutors said she told them she was unsure how the damage was caused. 
For many Asian communities, Lunar New Year is the biggest holiday of the year. One of the holiday's many traditions believed to bring in good luck is the lion dance. Lena Hong has more on one local group keeping the tradition alive in Charlotte. Smoke fills the air as firecrackers erupt and spectators gather outside Lula Ban Mi and Bakery in Pineville on Sunday. They're here to usher in the Year of the Dragon with a beloved tradition, the Lion Dance. This performance was one of many by the local Vietnamese cultural group Queen City Lion Dance throughout the weekend to celebrate the Lunar New Year. The group's leader, Caden Tran, said they were booked more than ever this year. We did a total of 20 performances of just this weekend, which is approximately almost double of what we did last year compared to. We were just really excited to, for, for everyone wanting us to come and dance. Queen City Lion Dance began in 2021 as a group of friends who wanted to learn more about their Vietnamese heritage. We always had the thought of how do we get deeper into our culture? And by getting deeper into our culture, we decided that maybe we should learn some new tricks. Maybe we should learn how these traditions really work in our point of view. Alexis Tran is one of the group's performers. We ended up learning how to do lion dance and learning all the special traditions and the certain ways that you had to do the art of lion dance, and that's how we got into it. The lion dance, or mo lung in Vietnamese, is a Chinese and Vietnamese tradition that's performed at special events, like weddings and cultural festivals. The performance goes back more than 2,000 years and is believed to chase away evil spirits and bring good luck. Lion dancing is supposed to bring good luck and prosperity to either your restaurant, your shop, or just your family in general. And because the lion is such a lucky animal and such a majestic animal, it brings all that good luck and strength into your family. Each lion is made up of two people. One controls the head and the other the tail of the costume. The dance mimics the movements of a living animal. It's accompanied by drums, cymbals, and gongs. With the, the lion head, it is very strong, very sharp movements, uh, very similar to how an actual living, breathing animal would be that is strong, fierce, uh, something, you know, really something not to really be messed with. The lions weave and move through the crowd. Spectators are encouraged to pet the lions and feed them lucky red envelopes filled with money. I hope they experience something that is both shocking in a way, but also they, they know that this is something that, something that they don't come across very often and that this is a, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful tradition. It is a beautiful dance and it is a beautiful culture. Each performance is only around 15 minutes long, but Queen City Lion Dance practices months in advance for it. It takes many years to build up the physical strength and coordination to be a lion dancer, but Alexis says it's worth it. It is a rigorous activity, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's so worth it to me because as a child, like I grew up watching lion dance as a Vietnamese child. So being able to bring another child their childhood and for them to have these memories, it means a lot to me. Lena Hong, WFAE News. And for Wednesday, February 14th, that's Newsworthy. I'm Eric Teal.